0: I got lucky, I got lucky, I got lucky. La la, la la, la lucky dip time. Yes, it is. Hello, everyone. It's Mel, it's Monty. It's time for your bite sized little travel snack pack of fun. A fun size pod. Mm. I am bringing you today a story that I came across that I've become obsessed with. It's not like you to get obsessed with things. No, this is so remarkable. I just can't Mm. actually believe it. It sounds, it actually sounds unbelievable, but it is 100% true and it was published in the British Medical Journal in 1997 by the woman I'm going to speak about, by her Mm. treating psychiatrist at the time. So, this is like validated. It's not bullshit. I don't know the woman's real name, but for the sake of this, I'm going to call her Anna. 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 Okay. Anna. So, lay back and listen to this. I'm going to sit back and just really enjoy this. Yeah, okay. So, back in England in 1984, Anna Mm. was a middle-aged wife and mum and one day she's reading at home and she hears this loud male voice in her head and the Mm. voice says to her, please don't be afraid, I know it must be shocking for you to hear me speaking to you like this but this is the easiest way I could think of. My friend and I used to work at the children's hospital in Great Ormond Street and we would like to help you. And she's like, what the fuck? What? Imagine, right? She's afraid, but the voice- (laughs) Very articulate, the voice in her head too. Right. And the voice continues and it says- to help you see that we are sincere, we would like you to check out the following. And they listed three things that she wasn't aware of. It doesn't say what those things are, but I'm just assuming it's something like there's a yellow car parked across from your house or whatever. So, three mm. things that she went and checked out that were true, right? Right. Oh, God, that'd be so terrifying. You would absolutely think you're going insane. 100%. So, she's convinced at this point something's seriously wrong with her. So, she goes to her mm. GP. GP refers her to this psychiatrist. They do a full assessment and he diagnoses her with functional hallucinatory psychosis. Right. I actually don't even really know what that is, but he provides her with counselling support and he puts her on medication. She, she does everything for the first few weeks and the voices go away. Right. So anyway, life returns to normal. Her and her family go on holiday. And while they're on holiday, she's still taking the medication. While they're on holiday, the voices start coming back and they say to her, that something is majorly wrong with her. She needs to go back um, to England immediately. Her life's in danger. She's telling her husband this, and her husband's like, oh, "Look, can oh you, God, the voices. Okay, about- can can't you just ignore it? That's what Mark, mm-hmm, Mark would say. Why can't you just shut it off? Anyway, by the end, she's quite frantic. They pack up. Side note: How cut would you be if you were on holiday? And your partner's like, oh, "Oh, we've got to go. And you have to pack up your holiday. I'd be because of a voice in the head. Which is just all awful. The whole thing's awful. You'd be cut. You're right. Right. Cut, cut. Cut. You'd be so cut. (laughs) Anyway, the voices gave her a specific address she had to go to, like a street Mm -hmm. address. So they get home, and her husband thinks, you know what? To put your mind at ease, let's get in the car and go to this address. They go to the address. And it takes them to the brain scan unit of a major hospital in London. Mm. And they're sitting out there. And as they're sitting out there, the voice in her head says to her, you have a brain tumour and mm. your brain stem is inflamed. You need to go in there and have a CT scan. So did she have a referral? No. That's not easy to do. Well, imagine. she Mind you, this is 1984 too, so it was like okay. new technology. Things were really expensive. She goes in there. And she says, I need to have a CT scan. And they said, where's your referral? And she says, I don't have one, but there's a voice in my head telling me to do it. And they're like, okay, all right. They weren't rude to her, but they're like, listen, we can't give you you one. So she goes back to her psychiatrist. She's quite frantic. He does a referral for her and they don't see there's any validity in it because there's no, she's not having any symptoms. She's just Mm. having these voices in her head. So anyway, they reject it. Then the next month, the psychiatrist just keeps hammering it. And it's like, it's really affecting your mental health. You have to do it. So she goes in and she has her scan. And the scan shows that she has a brain tumor Mm. and her brain stem is inflamed. Right. So after this, um, she speaks with the surgeon. And he, they sort of weigh up the pros and cons of either waiting for her to have symptoms because, like, the sort of tumour she had would have ended up giving her headaches, maybe affecting her vision, all this sort of stuff. But she didn't have any of these symptoms yet. Mm. So we can sort of wait and see, which is risky, or we can put you in for emergency surgery, which also comes with its risks. Mm. So she decides to have the surgery and she gets this validation from the voice in her head telling her, you've done the right thing. She goes ahead with the operation. She wakes up. She's totally fine. After the surgery, she hears the voice for the last time in her head saying, we're pleased to have helped you. Goodbye. For the next Whoa. for the next few months, she's slowly weaned off the medication. Never, ever, ever hears the voices ever again. And her psychiatrist who wrote, this in this British medical journal. Mm. I'm going to really butcher his name. Actually, you don't need to know his name. But anyway, he wrote the following. He wrote, it's well known that intracranial lesions can be associated with psychiatric symptomology. But this is the first and only instance I have come across in which hallucinatory voices sought to reassure the patient of their genuine interest in her welfare, offered her a specific diagnosis when there were no clinical signs that would have alerted anyone to the tumor itself. Directed her to the type of hospital best equipped to deal with her problem, expressed pleasure that she had at last received the treatment they desired for her, bid her farewell, and thereafter disappeared. It's phenomenal. Is that not the most incredible story you have ever heard? Good. That was good. You had me hook, line, and sinker. I just wish I had a had popcorn. It's not fascinating. Loved it. Me too. Great lucky dip. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, if you've got any fascinating stories like that, you've got to hit us up and let us know them. We can share them with everyone. Um, our social is show and tell online, and you can uh, reach us there and also give us a rating and a comment on iTunes. It's very helpful for us, you cheeky devils. Ciao for now. Love yous.